After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Welcome back. I'm super stoked that you're tuning into this week's episode. It's a topic I'm super passionate about, and that's how to create success from the inside out. And if you've been following me for a while, you know I talk about this a lot and how to redefine success or how I think we need to redefine success in business, in life, in entrepreneurship. And if you are an overachiever, high achiever, and you're somebody who is always chasing or seeking that next best thing, that new level, that next level, but at the height of that, you don't feel any more fulfilled or happy or free or any of that, and you're wondering what you're doing wrong or what you're missing, this episode is going to be of particular interest to you because our guest, Hope Howland, is an expert at this. She's recently written a book on how to build success or how to create success from the inside out or from within, so to speak. And I know that a lot of high achievers, overachievers wrap so much of their identity in what they're doing, what they're achieving, their value and their worth and how much money they're making, how many clients they're attracting, how successful their business looks on the outside. And Hope is going to break all of this down for you through her story on how her own journey led her to really cultivate success from the inside out. And she's on a mission to help businesswomen create an offer suite from passion and clarity, achieving success from the inside out. She lives in Arizona with the love of her life, her husband, Seth, and she's a self-proclaimed expert popcorn maker, laughs at her own jokes, and regularly encourages her houseplants. I absolutely love that because, again, if you've been following me for a while, you know I've got a collection of houseplants and a lot of little babies that have been replanted and are continuing to be replanted. So without further ado, please welcome Hope to the show. Hey, hey, I am super stoked to have Hope on the show today. I know we connected over on Instagram. So lovely to have you on. And we're going to chat all things success, which is amazing. Talk about your book. But without further ado, I'm just going to turn it right over to you, Hope, so that you can let our listeners know who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for having me, Catherine. It's such an honor to be here. I am Hope Howland. I am a business coach and mentor, and I'm an author of a personal development book for entrepreneurs called Inside Success. And it's all about how to really build success on the inside first so that you can achieve the things that you long for in your business, in your life, et cetera. Yeah, so amazing. And I know that um, I always kind of go in themes and I know my listeners are used to that, right? It's like I bring on guests that kind of can give all the different angles. And I know we've been talking a lot about success. And one of the things I talk about often is success and what that actually looks like. And I know that we can 
um, get kind of, we look outside of ourselves and compare ourselves to what we see on social media mm-hmm. sometimes. And it's hard, it's easy to sort of like get down on ourselves. So I'd love for you to kind of share a bit about what inspired you to like publish the book or write the mm. book. Yeah. 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 Well, um, as a business coach, this wasn't my first career. My, this, uh, so I know you get this, Catherine. Yeah. P- pivoting <laughs> is my thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. You yeah, know? So, <laughs> totally. Um, so my first career as an entrepreneur was in network marketing. And I started with this company that sold makeup. I love their mission. I love the quality of the product. And I dove right in because I wanted to quit my job in customer service. And uh, five years later, I had a team of over a hundred people, women, um, and loved what I did. I was successful on the outside um, by leadership rank and accolades and things like that. But I was not balanced and healthy in how I approached uh, business life and what it meant for me to succeed. And there was a point in my career where, you know, you can avoid certain things for so long. And then all of a sudden it's just going to start showing up everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) And things, (laughs) things were not going great in my company and um, not in like a corporate setting, but just in my own business, it wasn't going great. There was some shifts that needed to be made. And I had this thought that popped in my head that said, well, you know, I get, if I don't do this, then I don't even know who I am. And that freaked me right out Yeah, because all of a sudden it was like this, like wake up call, you know, those subconscious thoughts that just come in like super fast that yeah. say things that you're like, Whoa, Whoa. Oh, that's, that's not attractive. Hope. That's <laughs> really so, so I realized in a, and in, in having done a ton of other personal development up to that point anyway, um, that I was putting my identity in my career and not in knowing who I was tr- intrinsically as, as a woman, as, as a wife, as, as, a, as a daughter, you know, just, just being me, you know. And um, that put me on this journey of really kind of real coming into realignment of what what it looks like to be fulfilled in what you do and find purpose in what you do, but not getting my full identity from it. And then I realized that is a definition of success because don't we all really want to know who we are? 100%. 100%. Like everyone wants to know who the freak they are, you know? So like, if we, if we are looking for some sort of identity, if we're looking for some sort of, I, I think this is who I am. All of a sudden it can, fill a void that was that was never meant to be filled by a career and that's what uh brought me to write this book so um fast forwarding a lot a lot of things happening um in 2020 i had i had transitioned out of uh network marketing and i was in full-time coaching i was a coach for a coaching company and they had to downsize because of covid of course you know of course (laughs) uh so i lost my job and um, it was devastating. We had just, you know, it was just like everybody's life that happened in April of 2020. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I found myself in this unemployment with overqualified for things that I was never planning on having to be and do of looking for a job for the first time in forever. And I um, 
kept hitting those, getting those no's. And at this point, we're going to move on with other applicants emails, you know, and it was just this knowing and trust in my heart. And I knew from also God, because I'm a person of faith that I was supposed to write out my non-compete and write this book. And then that's what it came out of the summer of 2020. And it got published in 2021. So beautiful. And it's so true that like, and it's so crazy that 2020 was, feels like ages ago, you know, (laughs) like, it feels like I've lived like two decades in the last two years. Well, we kind of have, we kind of have, you know, yeah, totally. But the whole identity piece, I want to dive into that a bit because I know when I quit corporate, spent 15 years in corporate, my listeners know this, if they've been listening for a while, talk about it all the time. And nobody talked about this to me when I jumped feet first in entrepreneurship entrepreneurship and open mm-hmm. my wine business. Nobody told me mm-hmm. that I'd go through like this six months of like identity basically dying. And people were like, what do you mean your identity died? I'm like, my whole identity was wrapped up in corporate. And then I was now didn't have a corporate job when I was going off to make and produce and sell wine, which was super fun, but mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. such a different identity. And so mm-hmm. it's so beautiful that one, that you touch on the fact that we, we wrap so much up in what we do oh, yeah. as like the thing, right? Um, and and really at the end of the day, it's about being who you truly are yeah. and expressing that. Yeah. Right. Um so in terms of writing the book, was it sort was it cathartic for you to write it? Like was it yeah. kind of a cathartic journey of like, you know, this is a coming home to myself in a lot of ways, but I know it's going to help other people. Yeah. I love that question. I, you know, it was cathartic. It, it also was at that point, some lessons weren't new. It was just, I had never had a a way to communicate it in, in a, in a larger platform or, um, I was always a long form writer in social media. I, I still am like, like Instagram is like, Hey, hope 200, 2,200 <laughs> characters only, like only. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. You know? So yeah. like I, I already was a, a, a writer, but I didn't have the, the framework of like, oh, like, no, this can go into a book and this is going to help way more people than I can actually reach personally, you know? And it lives on in, in, in eternity in some form, you know, like yeah. it, it, it just it was the right path for me, but it was also very cathartic in the fact that, you know, when you're looking at lessons that every entrepreneur goes through, I had to sit and pause and think, okay, what would I have given to have been told, you know, two years ago, last month, you know, like, like, and that's where I kind of wrote from. And so I started from an outline of, biggie subjects like fear and relationships in, in business. Like, you know, like this, we, as entrepreneurs, there's no like guidebook that says, Hey, by the way, you're going to have, you're going to need to have boundaries when it comes to looking at your phone yeah. and, date nights <laughs> and don't look at your phone during date nights, you know, like, Hey, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, it, there was like stuff like that, that I was like wrestling with and processing, but then have walked through and learned from and then there was also new ideas and wisdom that came to me while I was writing. So it was a combination of both. So does that answer your question? Yeah, so cool. And I think it's so interesting too, because yeah, nobody prepares you. There's no guidebook, like you said, for entrepreneurship. And it was kind of like, you know, 
when I, yeah. And I came from a long line of entrepreneurs. So I feel mm. like I right. felt like I, I grew up in a house with my dad mm. who owned his own business and my grandfather who owned his business. And yeah. yet for some reason I didn't necessarily maybe pick up on, and, and I think again, different times when they were starting their businesses and whatnot, mm. like I was mm-hmm. super young and probably not even born to some degree when they were starting their businesses. But, you know, it's that whole thing about boundaries of like your phone. It's like, you know, I remember feeling overworked in corporate right. <laughs> and then I was like, what? So I've traded in a nine to five for like three, nine to fives now. Like yes. what the hell? <laughs> 100%. And now when you don't do well, it has nothing to do with your boss's opinion. It has everything to do with my ability, my mindset, my like character, my work ethic. Well, clearly I'm not, a, I mean, like we traded in somebody else's opinion for our worst negative opinion of ourselves. Totally. It's like fire pan, fire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And I never really thought about it that way, you know, again, right? Because I, I stepped, I feel like I kind of, I won't say dabbled in the personal brand, but I stepped into entrepreneurship, producing a product and selling a product. And yes, there was a lot attached to that in that I wanted to deliver really great wine to people. But personal brands in the online coaching space is a whole nother ball game because it's like exactly that, right? Is like this, I've heard someone say like personal development on steroids on sometimes steroids. because you're just yeah. learning so much about who you are. Yeah. And, and I think what's beautiful is that it's, it's like full circle back to like identifying what success means to you mm-hmm. and yeah and coming kind of home to that in a lot of ways. Yeah. What are the biggest lessons, I guess, that you've, you've learned on this journey? One of publishing a book, mm-hmm. but also when it comes to success. Oh, I love that. Um, well, first of publishing a book, it's incredibly vulnerable. I've joked with my clients saying, you know, when you put yourself out there, it does quite a bit feel like that dream that you get when you're in high school, but you're back at high school and all of a sudden you're walking in the lunchroom and you have no shirt on. <laughs> it's like that vulnerable, like, oh God, yeah. you know, it, it, it was, I, I put it, I didn't think I was going to feel that like, uh, nerves of publishing something I'm self-published. So I had to do a lot more legwork than, than others, but that's the beauty of self-publishing that I was able to get it out there, you know? Um, but I, I definitely walked through a lot of internal fear of, what if no one likes this? What if, what if I don't make sense? You know, like yeah. it makes sense to me, but what if yeah. it doesn't make sense to anybody else? You know, or, or is this, what if this is just, nobody cares, you know, yeah. and it's not relevant. And then I had to kind of, and I wrestled this with this when I was in the process of writing, not so much when I was just about to go and publish, you know, like not, yeah. not so much <laughs> that it, there but it was this kind of like realization that if one person read it, if one person read it and was thought of themselves better and thought of their process in, in life and business a little bit more clear and a little bit more hopeful, then I was a success. That was my marker of success. Yeah. And I completely forgotten about that and, and just, just, just decided. And then I sent my book off to my launch team. So fast forward a year, yeah. sent my book off to my launch team. You can't buy it on Amazon yet, you know? So it's just the beautiful PDF going out into the world. Yeah. And, um, 
I sent it off and I just went to bed. It was fine. I woke up the next morning, I had texts dinging my phone and people with cry emoji, you know, like gushing eyes, you know, just be like, thank you so much for writing this book. And it's not on any bestseller list, but it doesn't need to be because I had accomplished the one goal that I had set out, which was one person being affected, which is more than one now. And I'm so grateful, but I believe when you have a hope and a goal in your heart, you need to define the marker of success. And that that success does not necessarily mean that you are going to hit major milestones and, and accolades or go viral or, or, you know, be supported by your book sales for the rest of your life. Like, no, it, it, it you're, the purpose of doing something can't be at that grandiose because then it removes impact from it. Right. Yeah. So for me, it was like, I'm here for impact. I'm here for, for transformation. That's why I became a business coach. Right. Yeah. And so to, for anyone that is looking at what it means to be successful, you have to define what success is to you. And I believe a fear of success won't really exist as much when you define what success looks like to you, because you, you'll wholeheartedly go towards a thing that you can say, ah, yes, that's what I want. And it's so true because then oftentimes when I'm working with my clients, it's that like, they've got this big vision that's mm-hmm. all place. I want to help as many people as possible. I mm-hmm. help all these mm-hmm. heart-centered people, right? That's who mm-hmm. I, I help. And so they want to, that's their vision. I want to help as many people as possible. And then it's like, okay, that's great. But like, even sometimes the goal can be accomplishing, maybe it's a launch or maybe it's putting yes. your program out, or maybe it's yeah. announcing your one-to-one and that's the, right. that big goal. And like you said, there's something so beautiful about if I impact one person, mm-hmm. because it, it often starts with that. And I think that we don't, I think even the people that have gone viral and that are, mm-hmm. you know, top sub booksellers, right. Mm-hmm. is like, they started with selling just one book. They started oh, with right. writing a book and then just selling one book. And then eventually it, you know, and if it gets there, great. But if I'm helping one, 10, 15, 20, you mm-hmm. know, I've done, I've, I've been successful. Mm-hmm. And I think that again, it's that redefining what success really yeah. looks like. Right. Yeah. And not looking outside of ourselves at the flashy numbers that are often sold to us yeah. and the benefit yeah. of the viral and the benefit yeah. of you know, selling millions or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's not all that it's necessarily cracked up to be, but it's like, what are you, what are you even going to do with the viral views? And what are you going to do with the multi-millions in your bank account is totally. I often ask people is like, if, if that's the thing you actually want, is that the thing you want or mm-hmm just want to help people right with the work totally. and, and do meaningful work <laughs> totally totally and it's impactful to the person who's who's in your circle of influence totally you know like it i think so many of us especially because this is culture that we feed in, in instagram culture or social media culture culture virality you know like we we use this um uh, like standard of yeah oh, I've sold so many, or I've, I've impacted so many, or I always sell out my launches or whatever. And awesome. Congrats. I'm super proud of you for that. Um, however that I want to know about Susan who signed up for your course. I want to know about her and how she's able to change her business and change her life because she signed up for, and now her life is this, I don't care about numbers. I want to know about people. And for Susan, who is this fake person I just invented, you know, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's, 
if she's the only one that ever signed up for your course, that ever bought your coaching program, are you a success or are you a failure because you only sold one? You're a complete success because it's totally transformational for her. Yeah. What you do matters for her. And that I believe is the shift that I personally want to see in every business owner is this definition of like success is what happens on me inside me first. And then I can teach that and impart that to others. And then when their lives are transformed, what's the ripple effect? Like, right. Come on. I'm all for that. I'm here that all day long. And that's like where the, where the impact becomes millions and multi-millions with people, not even just money and bank account, but it's like, it's like exactly that you help that one person transform their life. And now everybody around them is better for it in a lot of ways. And I love the personalization and the human, like how to make things humanize it, right? Like humanize the business and the brand and telling stories about real people Yes, and where they were before they started working with you and where they're going. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that whole drive, drive for impact. Do you think that people don't know what their definition of success, is, or do you think that they latch on to something that's scripted outside? Like the, the mm-hmm. big numbers on social media or the flashy numbers? Like, do you think they're like, man, I want that million dollar business because mm-hmm. I saw Jilly got that million dollar business. And that seems like she has mm-hmm. everything I, I mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. I think the answer is yes. Um, I think it happens simultaneously. The, yes to both questions. Yeah. So I think that it starts with, I don't know what my own definition of success is. And then they're observing and searching for something. And I mean this in the most generalization, obviously there's yeah. exceptions, but um, searching and what do we see around us? But it's done by, you know, commonplace practice in the coaching industry or in entrepreneur industry, right? Is this like, well, you know, I'm, you know, these screenshots of sales or, or this, this definition of what they would like, because it's going to alleviate some sort of pressure they're feeling. Yeah. And then that becomes the goal because what, what we create, if we can't, identify what it is we want ourselves, we will create a place for that, you know? So I think then there's this, that's where hustle culture comes in is when we see something, we're like, well, that's the definition of success. And if I don't have that, what does that say about me? Yeah. (sighs) Terrifying, (laughs) you know? And then, well, I got to just work harder to get that done. Yeah. And then everybody else is crushing it because everybody's only sharing their wins. They're not sharing yeah. their losses. <laughs> or the headbanging moments and oh, the hair ripping moments and the, the frustration. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's, it, it does create this, this, um, this negative cycle sometimes if you're not careful to define what that looks like for you. And for me, it was, I, what does freedom look like to me? What is, what is happiness? What does peace look like to me? what it like fulfillment that I need to have. And it's important to be fulfilled in your career. The difference between identity and fulfillment is just, just knowing yourself a little bit more. And that's a process and it's not a one and done situation, you know? So, yeah. um, And it's so true because I know when I entered in the online space, I, I entered in 
you know, with my brick and mortar. And then mm. I was two years sort of in the mm. space. And I share the story too, a lot. It's like, I, you know, it's almost like I went, had amnesia. It was like, yeah. I lost who I was yeah. in the process because I came in and it was like, well, I'm new in the online space. So I've got to listen and follow what mm-hmm. everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, my definition of success is one, to be fulfilled in what I'm doing, but totally. also to do it in the most like simplified and streamlined way that I'm mm-hmm. not over complicating. Like I, I always say, it's like, it's not about the money. It's about getting paid well for what I do and do the meaningful work. And so, but I think it's easy to get wrapped up in, you know, chasing or yeah. hustling to yeah. have those big numbers because yeah. that's what's being shared, right? The screenshots of money and mm-hmm. you can have it too. And it's mm-hmm. like, it becomes, it can become addicting, right? It totally can become addicting. And, and that's where, you know, burnout comes and that's yeah. where, you know, people just abandoning what they're really good at or abandoning their passion because, because of a comparison of, of what, you know, somebody that you're observing, you following online is doing and that you're comparing your process with her achievements. And the problem is with that is there's absolutely nothing wrong with selling out your program. My gosh, sell your program out. Yeah, do it. it. You know, like there's absolutely nothing wrong with making tons and tons of money. You're supposed to be well provided for, right? But if you think that that is all you are, you eliminate your genius. You eliminate your magic and and the the beauty of who you were created to be. And I don't know about you, but I want more people living the way that they're they're always meant to be in the world because that's what we need. You know? Yeah. yeah. Fully expressed for totally. And, and, and do it in a way that that they get compensated well for it. Right. Heck it's like yeah. you don't have to sacrifice Heck who you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 And I think we can swing back. And I'm I'm glad that you preface that because I think, I think when, when the flip side of the message comes out is like, why do you share your screenshots or you don't need to do that? Then people go, Oh God, I'm doing something wrong. Or that makes me a bad person. It's like, (laughs) no, making money is great. And if you're a business owner, you have to make money to have a business. Girl needs to get paid. Yeah. But (laughs) it's it's not, if you're doing it to Mm -hmm. just have the money in the bank account. If you're doing it because you think that money is going to give you something, happiness, Mm -hmm. fulfillment, joy, Mm -hmm. peace, whatever, Mm -hmm. that's not what's going to happen. No, no. And you're, you're, you're make yourself more, um, fragile. I don't in the process, not even in like your business is going to fall apart. It's that what you believe about yourself becomes fragile. Yeah. Because I'm sorry. Like, I know we were recording a podcast here, but I'm going to do the wavy sign. This is like up and down, up and down. This is normal, like, uh, business ownership. You're going to have highs and you're going to have lows in your income. It's going to fluctuate. Totally normal. That's why black Friday and boxing day exist. Right. So, uh, if major companies all over the world fluctuate in their sales, small companies, small businesses are going to fluctuate. But the problem is we can't assign our identity and our worth to that high, crushing it, screenshotting it all day long. And the lows where you're like, I, I just, I just drew my checking account to $2, you know, like yeah. those, those are real. And yeah. yet you need to believe that you are amazing regardless those days. And that's why I wrote the book. And that's my message. Yeah. And I love that you talk too about the fluctuations. Cause I think again, it's like, 
you know, the message that's often told is like, you can earn, you know, 90 K consistent months. And it's like (laughs) every business on the planet fluctuates Mm -hmm. in sales. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They fluctuate in sales (laughs) and consistency. What is consistency to me? Consistency is, um, and I don't know if you agree with this, but like, I think you kind of just reference it and what your mission is, is like consistency is, is loving who you are, regardless of the ups and downs. That's the consistency. That's the thing we need to master is not, oh my God, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm the best ever Woohoo! when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm high, mm-hmm. but then, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I suck. I'm not mm-hmm. good enough. Mm-hmm. What's going on with, what, mm-hmm. what am I doing wrong at the lows? You know? Yeah. 100% agree. I think that, you know, the more that business owners are honest and yeah. not afraid of being honest yeah. to just be like, Hey, by the way, you know, like this is how, this is what's going on because you're not apologizing for some sort of standard that's set up by an algorithm. Like, yeah, you know, so like we, we can't put our worth and our identity into a high that we're receiving in business or a low that we're receiving in business. You need to know exactly what you're saying. Consistency of loving yourself and and then it, when there's iterations that need to be made, when there's pivots that need to be done, it's done from a place of peace. It's done from a place of confidence and not of a place of, well, that was a complete failure. Well, I totally suck or I, that was a total waste of time. And burning that down. Yeah, <laughs> pretend that never happened. You know? yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. And it's that reactive energy, right? Yeah. Where a lot of business owners make that. Yeah. Um, make that decision to burn stuff down or quit or to get up or to walk away. And which really holds them back from Mm -hmm. that success. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also think too, there's big gaps that happen that we don't Mm -hmm. talk about the gap in the middle, right? We've got these highs of selling out programs, but it's like, what did it actually take to get there? Or all the in-betweens, right? Because there is the fluctuations. You might sell mm-hmm. out a program and then two months later, not, right? right? Totally. And it's like, what happens in the in-between, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How are you showing up in the in-between moments when, yeah, maybe things aren't going your way or maybe you think things are going your way. Um, right. But I think it's it's those nuanced stories that mm-hmm. I would love to see more in the online space of like- Same, you know, this is, this is how it really is like a full picture, not just a point A and a point B. This is how I started and this is where I went, but it's like all the (laughs) in-between. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly because I think that the more we, like you said, humanize business owners and normalize the process of, of, of business and learning. And here's the thing, your business is supposed to grow like you grow. So none of us want to stay the same. We want to grow in our, in our insight, in our respect, in our kindness, in our perspective, in our wisdom, right? And to look at our business and to think, well, that worked last year. How come it didn't work this year? What am I doing wrong? You know, it's, it, it can easily just be attributed to, well, are you the same person that you were last year? Probably not. And I say, if you are, if you are a healthy individual that desires to have good things in their life and is going towards growth, you're growing, Yeah. you know? So why wouldn't your business be needing something different too? And that is okay. And then I think to tell those stories more 
is going to help other business owners feel like, Hey, hi girlfriend, nothing wrong with you. You know, yeah, you're totally normal. <laughs> you're totally fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's so true because I think too, right. Is like, I mean, there's so many contributing factors that can impact why something worked yeah. last year and didn't work this year. One yeah. within, right. I hear this so much from my clients they are like, that program that I launched, like I loved it. It sold out a couple of times or it's, mm-hmm. you know, I sold the spots in it or whatever, but they're like, I don't really want to relaunch it. And I was yeah. like, well, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, why don't you want to relaunch it? And they're like, cause I'm a different person, you totally. know, I, and I've evolved or as the market becomes more savvy, which I often say as well is like yeah. tactics that worked yet last year, or the year before no sure. longer work. Right. And we're starting to see a big shift in the online space specifically, but you see this in every market, you know, markets that have to evolve and be nimble and change with themselves as well as with the industry and everything around it. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's being able to, yeah, ride the wave and love yourself through all of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that it's just, I love that you mentioned that. And when we like, just give ourselves the permission to innovate whenever we see fit, whenever we feel the nudge, whenever we want to, it doesn't mean there's something wrong. That means you're on the edge of change. Yeah. Some of the best things that happen to our world is an innovation that was needed. Yeah. And I think that just means looking at your life and looking at your business through the lens of hope. Nothing's screwed up. We can innovate. Yeah. We can change. We can figure this out. And personally, for me, that's that's the land I like to live in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) me too. Well, you know, I'm a pivoter, right? So I'm always like, "What can I change?" And where can I go? Yeah, (laughs) everyone's just like, "Can you stand still for a few, a little bit?" I I was like, "I can," but I'm also a a natural pivoter, and I'm constantly (laughs) evolving and changing and offering stuff, and it just is who I am. Do you know human design at all? I don't. I've heard about about it, but I don't know human design. No. Okay. So I'm a manifesting generator. So it's just normal for us to be people. We often, the conditioning is, is we look scattered to the outside Uh world, right? And people are like, you're scattered. Can't you commit blah, blah, blah. And we're actually here to show the world how to pivot, how to change, Mm -hmm. how to follow the spark. Ah, so I'm curious to know if you also are a manifesting generator. I would not be surprised. I would, that sounds very much like me. I'm, I, I was, thinking that we should have a club and create t-shirts of pivoters because yeah. you know like it's just it just what is and I used to feel very guilty about yes. it I used to have this like like oh gosh what are people she's changing again yeah yeah totally now I own it like yeah unapologetically because I'm like you know what my best things have happened when something didn't work and I needed to change something and now I sit in this place of peace and, and I pause where I'm like okay that didn't work. Why didn't work? Well, there's a reason. I don't know. Timing. It wasn't meant to be whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there alignment that's off? Oh my gosh. There is alignment that's off. That's okay. You know, I'm just really self-aware and I think it's important for, for business owners to be, allow themselves to be self-aware because I I'm a business coach. So obviously I'm an avid advocate for hiring a business coach, fill the yeah. gap to what you need, but never yeah. in a replacement for who you are. Totally. Never, ever, ever. She's never, he, she is never going to replace the brilliant brain that's been put on your shoulders. Yeah. So, you know, the, the path and yes, there, I mean, like I, I, I love sports. So yeah. like uh, there's coaches for a reason because yeah. 
brilliant players need to have coaches, but at the same time, it doesn't take away from the magic of who they are. And if you need to iterate, if you need to change and you need to pivot, just do it. Don't apologize. Just do it and figure it out because you're going to find out, oh, that was the best happy accident ever or, or whatever. So yeah, a hundred percent pivots are like, my best friend <laughs> and even it, and even if your business is working really well yeah right? like you can walk away I mean we we sold our brick and mortar the height of COVID right and it's not that it just wasn't in alignment with me and I was the yeah. one operating the business and so it was like it was a hard decision to make but I also know just based on my own design mm-hmm. that the longer I hold on to things that even though they're working but they've run their course in my life Mm-hmm. The longer I hold on to them, the worse it's going to get for me. I'm just going to burn out. Right. And mm-hmm. so sometimes things mm-hmm. can be working really, really well, but you, you get that inner nudge to pursue something else or to go in a different direction. And it's like, yeah, you might have to get, give up or let go of the things that yeah are equally working well, but just aren't yeah. in alignment with you anymore. So yeah. 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 Alignment is a really key factor and knowing yourself and trusting yourself to go through that process, no matter how it looks. So if it does yeah. look scattered, on the outside doesn't mean that you have to believe you are scattered. Totally. It's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you get to decide what you believe about yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Well, we've talked about so much. It's been so fun. Is there anything else you'd love to share with our listeners that we didn't have a chance to cover before we wrap up? Oh, this has been so lovely. Just, just love yourself and give yourself permission to, to do what is on your heart. And if you're feeling the nudge, to pivot something, to change something, uh, reach out for help, reach out, ask a friend, ask, ask Catherine, ask myself, whatever feels in alignment to you, but just know that you have no idea how great your life can be. Like what you think has been great up until this point, it can still get better. And it doesn't mean that, that anything's uh, failing or wrong. All it means is that some of the best things that have happened in your life still haven't even happened yet. So be brave and, and, and pursue the thing that's on your heart. So beautiful. And where can people one, get your book, but also connect with you if they want to reach out and connect and chat. Yeah. Yeah. Reaching out to me. Um, the best way is through Instagram at hope Celeste Howland and, um, to get my book, you can get it on Amazon. It's available worldwide that speaks English, I believe. So yeah. (laughs) Amazing. And we will, yeah, link all of those links up around the show notes. So you guys can get those easily, but yeah, it's been such a pleasure connecting with you. I'm so glad we had the chance to connect like this off of Instagram and have a podcast. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for having me, Catherine. You're so welcome. Okay. I'm just so freaking grateful for the interwebs. I know that social media can get a bad rap sometimes, but if it wasn't for Facebook and Instagram, I never or likely never would have met Hope. And I just had so much fun connecting with her off the app and having her on the podcast. It was like two long lost friends that just got on really well. And uh, as you can tell, we had a lot of fun and, and a lot of laughter there. And it was just a really great episode. And so I want to offer you a bit of a reframe because like I said, I think social media can get a bad rap sometimes. You know, the algorithm is changing. Instagram's pushing video. I'm not getting the likes I want anymore. I'm not really getting the views. I don't have people really DMing me. You know, my audience doesn't seem to be even really paying attention. I want to offer you a bit of a reframe because I think that we can sit and complain about what the apps are not offering, but 
the app has so much to offer if you're open to it. And that's for me what the foundation in a lot of ways is about creating success from the inside out, right? We become a full reflection of our outer world, what's going on from the inside. And if we're sitting there complaining about social media, likely we're just going to see more of the same evidence that it has nothing to offer. It's not producing, it's not whatever, yada, yada, yada. Or we can look at it from the perspective of all of the beautiful things that it does offer. Like I said, if I hadn't been on Instagram or Facebook or whatnot, I likely never would have met Hope. And I likely never would have connected with the majority of the clients I have attracted through the platforms. And it's not just about what the app can do for you. It's not just about what it can produce in your business, although it's a really great platform to promote what you have, but it can also bring you people into your world that you can collaborate with and create partnerships with and just maybe even create biz relationships with. You just never know what it's going to offer you. And it's not just like I said about making more sales and attracting more clients, which is what we get hyper-focused on as entrepreneurs. And when we don't see the results, it's easy for us to get in our heads and get really emotional about it and not really see it for what it is and all the beautifulness that it can offer. And so I just want to leave you with that, which brings me to my next guest, Anthony. And I'm so freaking excited for this episode because if it wasn't for my podcast, like I said, I likely would not have met him and connected with him and his brand Man Made, which is a brand he's uh, founded with three of his other best friends. And I had never met him before. He's a Canadian. They've got this beautiful men's self-care brand. Uh, They've got a boxer brief that they've created and are selling. They have soap that's coming out. They've got a t-shirt and socks. They've got a product line that they're looking to uh, continue to roll out here. But they're a startup based in Canada. And we had such a fun conversation. And I'm just really excited to share what they have to offer, not just from a product perspective, not just like these are the products they offer and this is the brand that they are. But if you read between the lines in the episode, there's so much you can take away from Anthony and his founder's story, but also uh, how they're building their business and how disciplined and focused they are. Uh, Because as entrepreneurs, it's so easy for us to have shiny object syndrome and to chase all of the things and to want to rush things out of the gate and They're so hyper-focused and their marketing is so brilliant. Uh, If you are a male listening to this, you likely, if you're on Facebook and you're in Canada or the US, you've likely probably seen their ads. My husband, when I got off, I was just so pumped about this brand. I was like, you've got to go check them out. Like, you know, and I intend to share with all of my male friends and brothers and family and all of that. But I was like, you got to go check them out. And he's like, I already see their ads everywhere. And I was like, they're doing a really good job. So anytime you're listening to this podcast and there's a topic being shared, I don't want you to just think about um, what the topic is. Try to garner what they're maybe even doing well in their business at, right? You know, with marketing or focus or discipline or storytelling. You know, we had another guest on, Annie McDowell, a couple of weeks ago, right? Like he was a brilliant storyteller and we were talking about creativity and how it adds value. But the way in which he was expressing himself, he was doing it in a very beautiful storytelling way, right? There's so much you can garner from these episodes that aren't just particularly about the topic. Uh, Hope is a really good example of, you know, connecting with your audience and having fun with it and showing up with authenticity and laughing at your own jokes and 
you know, having fun with things and being playful, right? So it's like, take a look at what each guest brings to the table, but Anthony and his brand man made, you know, like I said, they're, they're a stellar brand for a lot of reasons that I can't wait for you guys to tune in next week. So be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss when that episode drops. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.